Now he's so much hotter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it a year. Yeah, huh? I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of me too. Back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. And this time we played Babylon's Fall. Yep. Babylonian Pepperoni. <laughs> uh, I'd uh, struggle bust to say the actual name of the game right there. <laughs> Babylon's Fall released February 2022. Oh, God. Developed <laughs> by Platinum Games and Square Enix. Published by Square. Released on Windows, PS4, and PS5. <sighs> God, every time I'm reminded that this game was made by a real studio, like, this year, it's just mind-boggling. It feels weird, right? Like, none of it, none of it feels right there. I wished, I wished on the uh, Wikipedia page that I'd pulled the initial info from that it gave, like, their, their, uh, sources for all the shit that they pulled for this game. (laughs) Like, uh, where'd you guys get your ideas? Because this is a fucking, this is a long list. And I didn't even bother writing it down. I was like, ah, we'll cover it later, and I'll absolutely forget about it now that we're sitting down to record. Oh, yeah. I'm I have already forgot so many things about this game and I'm going to actively forget things right now. <laughs> All right, well fuck on that note. Take us through this bitch. All right. So, in Babylon's Fall, you play as your character. Great. <laughs> another <laughs> super another another you create your own person. You have five options for your race? Now, yes. Yeah. Was four. So, I guess I'm going to get through the main base game and then I kind of stopped playing because it keeps going. They are to their I don't want to say credit because they deserve no credit, but they are updating this game still. Yeah, they are. Weirdly and stupidly. Yeah, like regularly, which is fucking crazy. So you make your person, um, you got options. I don't think they matter at all until much later in the game. They do not. Not until you're basically through the main story, right? I think after, honestly. You yeah, don't... by the time you get the special soul ability. Yeah. Yeah. So you are... I don't even know how they introduce it because I forget the opening cutscene. The opening cutscene, you, Sylvie, and Gallagher, and a bunch of other slaves are being brought in to Neo Babylon, and then they slap the Gideon's coffin on your back. Uh, Sophia specifically slaps the Gideon's coffin on your back, and then it kills everyone but Sebastian the Crab, token female character, and your character. Yeah. All right. So that was a lot of words. Neo Babylon is well, it's it's New Babylon. Uh. Okay. I guess I'll just get through the plot before I ask this question. Is this supposed to be like our world, but like alternate future, except alternate really past? No, it's the ancient past. Yeah, but it like it's supposed to be Earth, but they succeeded in building the Tower of Babylon. Sort of. Uh, what it actually is, is Earth Mark II, after uh, there was a catastrophic war between humans and the gods, like... 5,000 years in this game's past, which is covered somewhere and that I was looking at something as someone was describing it, where, like, the bits are all there in the game, but it isn't presented to you in that way. Yeah, from what I gathered, uh, that's, like, the, in this Earth, 
they succeeded in building the actual Tower of Babylon, stole information and power from the gods, and then fought. And you're like, what is, what? Yeah. Which is why they've got the uh, special Gideon's coffins, which turn people into demigods, and an actual space station and teleporters and fucking magic suns with chicks inside them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, they stole all that power from the gods, like Prometheus, except Babylon. <laughs> except Babylon and machines instead of fire. But like Prometheus would make sense and probably show, comes up. I swear one of the random things is named Prometheus because Icarus is comes up several right, times. Right, right. Because of the like Icarus wings that shoot out of the Gideon's coffin. Yeah, because they love just blurring all their... <laughs> yeah, get used to the fucking word salad. Cause, yeah. uh... <laughs> so anyway, the Gideon coffin is this weird thing on your back. <laughs> it gives you powers. What kind of powers? Um, Generic powers. Yeah, like presumably you're now stronger and faster than a regular person. Yep. But also you now can wield... It wields for you weapons. Yeah, uh, it has four spectral weapons that you equip two of and then the other two just kind of hang out it's weird that it holds on to them for you yeah oh also the gideon's coffin are secretly uh, a living soul trapped inside of it and wrapped around your nervous system so you can't remove it oh and if you get uh too angry or happy or sad or any emotion really you turn into a monster yeah, it like pierces and burrows into your nervous system from your spine, so it can't be removed. And when you get too emotional, it then takes over <laughs> and turns you into a monster. Yeah, good, cool, normal stuff. You, this uh, is why? Yeah, why? You, you fight your way through to prove your worth and um. Chuckle de doo what's the guy character? Which guy? The one who rages out early. Okay. Uh, well, let's go through them right, really quickly right here. Uh, okay. So th your main cast, like the people yeah. that you'll be interacting with a lot, is your player character, of course. Uh, Sophia, who is in charge of Neo-Babylon. Her dad yes. is the emperor. So she's like... I don't know, basically the governor. Yeah, I should run in that bitch. Uh, there's Isham, who uh, looks like a Muppet and laughs a lot. And he's the uh, like tech wizard slash blacksmith slash actually an ancient Babylonian. And he's fucking immortal and is a teleporter and shit. Yep. Uh, there's Pygmalion and Galatea, the shopkeeper. Oh, sure. Pygmalion, who speaks like a kid, but he looks like a grown-ass scarecrow. And then Galatea is like some weird little like Gideon coffin puppet that like floats there and speaks. Mm -hmm. And I was never sure what the shit their deal was, because like they talk about it early on where people think it's just him doing the voice. Yeah. And like he doesn't say whether he is or not. I assume so. Uh, let's see. There's also Sylvie, your token female character, who's yep. along through the whole journey. And, you know, she's uh, brash and uh, strong-willed and uh, ignorant. I love Sylvie. Uh, and then there's Gallagher, who just sounds like Sebastian the Crab. And he's the one who uh, gets pissy and then uh, monsters right, out. So, yeah. Uh, you... We didn't talk about Lycus. Well, because he doesn't come until later. Yeah, we'll get to Cancer Kid when we get there. Yeah. You... <sighs> What's her name? I literally already forgot. Sophia? Sophia tells you that the reason they took you as slaves and jammed the Gideon's coffin on your back is so that you, as a newly awoken sentinel, can climb the ziggurat and go turn off the fucking sun because it's killing people. Yeah. The sun turned blue and now people are dying from, I swear they just call it like the blue death. They do, yeah. It's the blue death. Your veins turn blue and like pop out of your skin. Then you die rapidly. Assumedly? Like you never really see anybody die from it. 
Nah, but and like Cancer Kid goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, so that's that's your goal. Uh, first step is I don't know, killing some old dude. Uh, yeah, the first thing you do is monsters just start dropping into town as they want to do because they drop from the secret space station that you don't know about yet. Yeah, and uh, you're making your way towards the Ziggurat, and then you run into a Xenon, is his name, the big ass dude. Yep. Yeah, big dude. He's like 30 feet tall. He's like an actual giant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, he's having a mental breakdown. And Sophia's like, yo, dude, calm down. And he's like, okay. And then you show up and he's like, shit, now I gotta kill everyone. <laughs> what is this treachery? Oh, right. And uh, <laughs> we'll we'll cover it later. The amazing sound design here where his mic is blown out for all of his words. This is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so you beat him up. And then uh, this is where uh, old uh, Galaga goes crazy. Yeah, we're like, I don't even remember why. I don't know. He stubs his toe or just gets pissy or something. Yeah. I think it is when you kill the big thing. Like, hey, we serve the emperor. And that's what we're doing. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. It freaks out. And so Fia pulls a gun on him <laughs> yeah she does <laughs> tries to shoot him dead and he runs off and then uh, your other character sylvie sylvie is like but no galaga was our best friend right and right. you're like i literally just met this man and i have no attachment to him i just met him and he's been whining the entire time <laughs> i have known him for two days he has sucked for two days <laughs> which like to be fair situation's not great you're a permanent slave for the neo-babylon empire Sure. And if you ever feel emotions, you might hulk out. But you have superpowers. You do have superpowers. And really, the only thing that's keeping you in the gate is the fact that you haven't stormed out of it. Because they can't stop you. That's true. It is an amusing time when you get stronger and stronger. And then, like, the guards are like, you can't go here. And it's like, you could tear through these people in four seconds. Especially by the end where, like, everyone... uh, Because the town hub, their attitudes towards you change throughout the game. Where, like... They're more accepting of you being the savior of the people instead of slave scum, which is how they treat you initially. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up considering you could just snap them in half with your fucking pinky finger. And yeah, by the end when you still can't leave out of the gates, you're like, fucking, I'll go where the fuck I want. Uh, then there's a detour, and I don't know why, uh, <laughs> to the church. Ah, okay. Uh, so you start in the civic cloister Yeah. as you're making your way through, and then, yeah, you hear some rabble about, uh, some new cult that's apparently curing the blue death in the Thebes cloister. I have all these written down, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> no one is. Anyway, <laughs> it's this guy. He's in a church. He's clearly evil the moment you meet him. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, wheelingly just like, I'm evil. Evil. And you're like, okay. Yeah, while the people in the background are chanting Bemus. 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 So you like work with him for a little while to help clear stuff out. And then when you get back, he kills a bunch of people and sucks their blue life essence because he's a vampire and then summons <laughs> flesh golems or something. Right, right. And this is the scene where like they uh, they do a Schindler's list and they show like the girl with the red ribbon in her hair just yeah. so they could show the red ribbon as she died later. As like they, she lives literally has a red ribbon in her hair and then he like does this thing and uh, again like pulls gas across all of the people and inhales it because he's absorbing their life force or something and it pans across the all the dead people and yeah. it specifically motions in on a red ribbon and you're like wow oh no they killed this girl aged 5 to 80 because it looks like shit and I can't tell <laughs> yeah I, like <laughs> the look of this game betrays a lot of anything they were trying to do 
Cause uh, we should get into that now because this is important for the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, the look of this game betrays anything good they were trying to do. So they were going for like, would you say like an oil painting kind of style? Yes. So a lot of the stuff intentionally is designed to look like an oil painting, and in that there are literal smears of paint across your screen. Yeah. During a lot of these cutscenes. Now there are times when this really works out in the game's favor. Like everything in the background, as such, is kind of like softer with like visible brush strokes and it looks all right the problem being that everything in the foreground looks like that too and because it's in focus it looks like shit but also it's not consistent so there'll be times where something like just the walls will just be harshly in focus yeah and like everything will be this kind of like oh trying to look like a painting and people will look odd because it's they don't appear to have the right number of polygons like they look low res because of how like blocky they end up looking from this yeah it's like the entire game looks like it's you're waiting for it to load that's yeah. just what it looks like but then like the door behind them is perfectly loaded in and just looks like a door yeah and you're like it's so jarring <laughs> it's, it's a weird ass choice yeah and that's for like the actual rendered cutscenes because as they go on they start to rely on they do this thing where there's a set of paintings and they're zoomed out and all the paintings are empty oh it's like a tapestry yeah yeah they zoom into one of the paintings and it paints a scene and then they just like play dialogue and it doesn't move they have little movements so it looks like it runs at like five frames a second while all the dialogue is going in this weird animation loop and so they have that the actual rendered cut scenes and then like the in-engine stuff where they also dump story yep it's weird that they chose all three I was hoping, and I don't know why, because Square's attached to it, that they would tell any amount of story while you're going through the mission. Because they talk, and they can, they just choose not to. So all your story is relegated to goddamn cutscene, because of course it is. Yeah, and you do your mission, and then story, and then do mission, and then story, and so forth and so on. And it is, uh, we'll get into one of the big pitfalls for me of the game, is that uh, the missions are way too samey. Oh, yeah. So, like, anything to break them up would have been nice you had boring convoluted story to get through hooray yeah so you beat down uh old church man oh yeah put him in the dirt where he belongs uh, uh, this is where Lyca shows up because he was uh yeah he was trying to get rid of the cancer he was trying to get rid of his turbo cancer and he's got this blue vein sticking up his neck into his face and is he the one he doesn't tell you about but you are gonna go to this next zone is the some mountain pass basically that's where the goats are and he's like oh yeah that's where the goat knights are yep and you're like what and he's like yeah the goat knights it was my father's knight battalion <laughs> okay yeah all right i can show you the way please don't yeah even though like uh sylvie and sophia through magic ancient telepathy like yeah. i wasn't because i think Presumably, it's telepathy you tell her all the things that happen or something i don't know because she's like listening in they talk eh, anyway they have like ancient magic radios in your head and like they're like yeah don't don't bring the fucking kid what do you need the kid for like, yeah. it's, it's the one goddamn path that there is to go on like you're not gonna get fucking lost he's like i'll go with you and sylvia's like oh i love me some plucky street urchins let's take him yeah, he sucks the whole time. He fucking sucks. <laughs> so you go to the pass, uh, you get attacked by a dragon, Dargon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, the dragon doesn't actually kill you. It's like, every time it could, it, like, flies away, and you're like, it's like it's leading us into a trap. And you're like, well, gonna keep going. <laughs> 
it was a trap. <laughs> oh no. But then like you being, you know, the wanton murderer, uh, you fight your way right out of the trap because what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, be- because you were made to be a walking death machine. Yeah. And it's weird that they didn't realize that you were a walking death machine. I don't know. You think like, because the entire path to get to the trap, you're killing all of their soldiers. Yeah. It's not like you're walking past them. It's a line of just destruction. Yeah. You're plowing through them with basically no resistance, just no, never stopping. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we've got them right where we want them. Like a lawnmower in a field. You're just plowing through it. Uh, something, <laughs> something. Uh, next up is the spider and the rocket spear. Oh, goodness. Yeah, because you get up there and like old, uh, what's his name? Oh, fuck. I, for, I don't have that guy's name written down. Yeah. Let's call him Rictus. Oh, I was just going to call him Chad. Let's call him Chad. Because he wants to be a Chad so bad. He do. Uh, he's the new leader of the Goat Knights, and uh, he recognizes old uh, Cancer Kid, and <laughs> they're just like broing it out. I mean, one of my favorite scenes, because it is horribly done. <laughs> when they first like reunite, because like, they run up and shake hands, and then the camera just holds on them. <laughs> yeah, it's so awkward. <laughs> and like, there's no dialogue. It just holds there for noticeably too long. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, uh. I'm just like staring at each other, not saying anything. <laughs> so yeah, your way is uh, blocked by the, some, I don't know, Lolth the Spider Queen. <sighs> Basically. So <laughs> when uh, you find out later that the monsters, which are called Galu, are being, they're everyday people that are being taken up to the ancient spaceship and turned into monsters in a similar process as to the Gideon coffins being placed on you. When a sentinel gets too emotional, they turn into a monster. They turn into like, not just kind of like, they turn into a full-on fucking monster. So like the spider lady used to be a sentinel. I think she used to be like a knight or some shit. I mean, she used to be the love interest of Chad Knight. Yeah, sure. Was she? Yeah. All right. Uh, And now she's a a spider that rides. It's like a dude spider, but she's coming out of their back and then like, or whatever that ass end of a spider is turns into a giant skull and shit you know like normal monster stuff yeah it's imagine you know your typical female spider monster oh right my God, what's her name which one because like loth is uh if you're familiar with D lore uh, i was thinking quilog uh but i mean yeah, yeah same thing it is uh female torso from the waist up spider body except then instead of it just being a spider body it's like a dude yeah it's like a dude coming out of the face yeah <laughs> so the, the arms are like the spider legs are just human arms it's a, it's a real choice yeah why does your weird spider have to have titties i don't understand every time why is that a thing and i just... mean we were playing together and when they were like oh yeah she's turned into some horrible spider monster and because she you know that she's blocking your way because some dude basically struggles in and is like half paralyzed and they're like ah yes she always paralyzes people you know her prey and before they like that's all they said they hadn't said that she was a spider yet and i was like oh so she's a spider monster how big are boobs (laughs) (laughs) calling it right now immediately you you have to go get the flaming sword of Atanok or whatever <laughs> and you get that to go fight her when you go to fight her her intro cutscene is her like coming down on her like spider web camera just straight on her yeah. torso just like fucking called it <laughs> uh, big bouncy spider boobs are crows 
Oh. oh, yeah, you do have the rocket sword before it turns into a rocket spear. Yeah, it's just fire sword. Yeah. So you kill her with fire sword. And at the end, she's like, uh, I'm sorry, Chad. I loved you. Now I'm a monster. And he's like, yeah, you are. I loved you, too. And then she dies. <laughs> Aw. Uh, you say goodbye to the goat knights, which is funny because they never leave. No, they they don't. Well, no, you don't say goodbye. You run into uh, Super Bro Demon Man, who's like, my sword. And then Lycus is like, is that my dad? And then you end up chasing him yeah. through the next area. And this is important because once you get to him and you fight him and his dad would rather take this rocket spear and launch himself into space than spend any time with his awful son. (laughs) Hang on, we got to back up because while you're chasing him, this is because you say goodbye to the goat knights. Well, mostly Chad. He goes and forges the flaming sword into a rocket spear. Yeah. You're chasing a demon bro who's riding his dragon. And again, they're like, is it another trap? Yes, but (laughs) whatever. I mean, is it when it doesn't slow? you down in any way shape or form yeah it's it's the plot you're just doing the plot uh you get to the end and yeah he's there with these weird squishy eyes that constantly float around right right and they're like how do they always know where we're going but there's literally a floating eye that's been like following you yeah and like they comment on hey look there it is again yeah so the fact that they call out how do they always know where we're going it felt weird to me yeah it's stupid so anyway he's got these squishy eyes and he like argues with it Yep. And he's like, no, we'll have a real battle. And so you fight him uh, and he gets to go all out this one last time. Uh, seriously, he that's his. He's like, I finally get to show my true knight fighting powers. Shut up. Dude. And then you bonk him on the forehead and tell him to sit the fuck down. Yeah. And so you beat him the hell up. And then <laughs> he's like, so he is a former like sentinel who's gone full monster demon mode. But you beat him up so much that he's like, oh, I'm back to normal now. Anyway, like us, my son. <laughs> yeah. Something, something, you know, fatherly speech. It was inside you all along. You're actually a hero. Uh, Anyway, the world isn't what you think it is, and I'm going to prove it. And he grabs the rocket spear, and he grows wings, and they're like, the Icarus Protocol. He flies into the sky and hurls the spear. It hits the, like, skybox, which explodes and shatters. Yep. And it's at this point that you're like, what the actual fuck is happening? What the fuck are we playing? (laughs) Surprise, it's aliens. God magic? Ancient? machines yeah so as like the sky is crinkling down old uh isham isham uh he like communicates to you and is like oh yeah by the way that's because uh that is elysium yes because again we have to pull from every lore mm-hmm. uh elysium and that's the you know world above the clouds where all the machines live who make monsters and where the blue sun is and that's what powers the world and you're like what which raises a bunch of questions which will, won't get answered so don't bother not even close like so uh, how big is like is this like an earth-sized planet like are we on earth is like the is elysium just above babylon no because there's another tower with its own shit above it once you get to fucking Aru later. But is it the same? They're not the same because they can't just, like, they have to use a fucking teleporter and it's, I don't know, man. It made my brain hurt when I was thinking about it. Yep. (laughs) So now your goal is to head up into Elysium 
to find the blue sun and fix it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that really bothered me about this game, uh, because it just happened here, they said that when you turn into a monster, it's irreversible. Yeah, and uh, uh, this is the second time where someone's been like, oh, shit, I've been a monster this whole time. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, they just fucking snap out of it. Now, both of them do die immediately. Her, because she's already been stabbed with a flaming sword, and him, because he hates his son. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he hurls himself into space. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, I don't like. <laughs> He's just like, look, wings. And they're like, that'll kill you. And you're yeah. like, why? <laughs> Will it? Apparently. Looks like Team Rocket's blasting off again. <laughs> and yes, then that's their response is like, well, we better go get some like rope and grappling hook to just like shoot into the sky. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Is that not what the ziggurat was for? <laughs> Where are we now? <laughs> yep. Because like this. Okay. Okay. So like you have this fucking ziggurat, right? And if you don't, it's a ziggurat is just what? A series of concentric rings. That form a tower. That form a tower. Yeah. Except uh, this is a nice spiral so you can walk your happy ass up it. Except that you can't because there's all these different biomes along the way, which don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So presumably this ziggurat is like the size of Mount Everest. It would fucking have to be. Yes. But then when you get to the top, it's just a garden. Mm -hmm. It's a garden on top of the world. And you can't get to Elysium from there. Uh, no. Because from there, you closed Elysium. You gotta take the fucking, your rope and grappling hook and hope that you can literally throw it into space. Like, I don't, what? Because <laughs> that's, I mean, you're not wrong because they do a really poor job of, like, scale. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, this dude takes off with wings and a rocket spear <laughs> and hurls it into the sky. So, presumably, this could be several miles above you. But they're like, well, go get the rope. And you're like, wait, so it's, like, 30 feet above us? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is... <laughs> We can feasibly just get a ladder. I don't know. I don't know. No one does. You go up to Elysium and it's all tech. Every You fight all the same enemies except this time they're robots. Yeah, they get a new skin. Yeah, they're yellow and robots. Neat. <laughs> uh, you fight around a bunch... Uh, soldier woman is still there being a soldier. Cancer kid apparently has off screen been learning about the technology of ancient Babylon. Oh yeah, he's been hanging out in Uncle Touchy's blacksmith basement. Yeah, and he's like, now I know how to activate and deactivate the guard patrols. And you're like, no you don't. But you have to fight your way through <laughs> and... He hacks a computer. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yep. While you go to the library and old crazy pants is there and he's like, oh, you caught me. I've been using my teleporter this whole time. And you're like, what? Why didn't you mention this earlier? Right. Why didn't you just let us use the fucking teleporter to get up here? You knew this was up here. You have a teleporter. The crazy pants would be the aforementioned Uncle Touchy or Isham. And you were just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, right. As he... Uh, tries really hard to give you exposition dump. Mm -hmm. Strap in, I've got a long story to tell. And then sirens start going off. Ah, well, I guess I'll tell you later. I, he At one point, it's, I think during this, where he does give you a bunch of garbage. He does. Yeah. Where he goes on at length. Again, this is where he talks about, he's from ancient Babylon, not Neo-Babylon. Mm -hmm. And again, the Babylonians succeeded in usurping the power of the gods. They used it to create the Gideon coffins, blah, blah, blah. That created demigods who were strong enough to fight the gods. And then Babylon took over the world. And then this caused wars between all the countries. And then the Sentinels eventually realized that they didn't need to fight for Babylon anymore. So it became a fight between Babylon and the Sentinels and something something there's a lot of lore that doesn't matter nope 
And at the end of it, he, uh, the kid hacks the terminal and you're like, oh, we found the sun. So you go to the blue sun and uh, then whatever, you go down to it because he's like, all right, uh, he... Sophia shows up and threatens to arrest you because she, in the name of the emperor, she's supposed to take control of Elysium and destroy the blue sun. Yeah, but you can't destroy the blue sun because that'll bring the whole station down on top of Neo-Babylon. Yeah, and create a gravity well that'll create a black hole and destroy the world. Yeah. Yep. Just normal ancient tech things. Yes. So she threatens to arrest you and uh, Sophia gets all... Sophia is the one arresting you, so I already forget the other woman. Sylvie. Sylvie gets all uppity and is like, you're betraying us, blah, 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 blah. And then like once the guards leave, she's like, no, I just needed to, you know, make them believe I was against you. Which also doesn't make any sense. Because she's their boss. Yeah. She's the emperor's daughter. Yeah. Like it's like, her No one is fucking... going to go yeah. against her and her murder squad. Yeah, we just needed to have a face turn. That feels weird. At the end here. So like you guys could secretly be friends and really slavery was the way to go the whole time. Yeah, it solved all the problems. Ugh. Yeah, which is a problem for after the story. But um, anyway. Yeah. So then you uh, go into the sun chamber and the sun uh, like droplets down and the golden goddess appears and she's like, I am the goddess of the sun. I something something remake the world so I'm currently using the blue sun to destroy everyone to restart the world yeah she's Shiva yeah she's <laughs> something something between life and destruction and she's currently on destruction mode yeah I mean I get that way when you wake me up from a nap too yeah so uh, she corrupts everyone's Gideon coffins and is like you're all gonna die now and everyone else is like freaking out like not freaking out character wise like oh my god we're gonna die like twitching and you know yeah holding their head because of the screaming and the pain yeah and they're dying and you start dying and then uh by the way your character has had a goddess inside you the whole time it's not a goddess it's isham's daughter that's even weirder yep <laughs> yes it is <laughs> Anywho, at least I think she's Isham's daughter or the one he has. He talks to his daughter in it. I don't know because he has one in like later cutscenes where he's talking to one. Yeah. And like because you talk to him about it and like he knows her. I think that's his daughter. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. You got a lady in your coffin. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't know. I always got that she was like stupid, like powerful. That's what I thought, too. But I don't I don't think that she is because like you get corrupted and then she's just like, now nah, you're not corrupted. Yeah. Hey, knock that shit off. Yep. So you grow wings, but they turn blue instead of red. Red. yeah so surprise you you're, you're good to beat up this goddess <laughs> which you do which you do eventually because god this fight's a fucking grind yeah but it's also weird that they like they give you the wings excuse me and then never do anything with it oh yeah you don't get to use them no they're cutscene only that's how I like my flight in video games. Yes. Uh, you beat up this goddess and then, uh, oh, right. So she starts to like, she dies. And so the sun starts to like explode, basically. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. As it turns out, killing the sun goddess, uh, it doesn't fix the sun. It makes it uh, go bad. <laughs> but then the woman in your coffin shoots out and is like, yo, I'm going to take over this sun now. And she flies into the sun and turns it white. Oh, my God, she does, which makes it weird or later when she's still in your coffin yeah which is why i thought she was a different goddess because she flies out of your coffin and is like i'm taking control of the sun well so like i had said earlier it's like people's consciousness 
consciousness that is in the Gideon coffins. Yeah. Which, like, the ancient people knew about. Like, that's what gave them the power of two men, was that there was a dude in their back strapped to their nervous system, I guess. But, like, whatever. Just another example of this game not paying attention to its own rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she flies into the sun, it turns white, and the, everyone's blue death recedes. They're cured immediately. Yep. Even our plucky orphan Lycus. Hooray. And that's the base game. Now, when we finally got around to playing this, uh, when you boot back into the game, <laughs> there's more story. Yeah. Uh, some nonsense about something in like the ziggurat goes up and down. Yes. And in the bowels of the ziggurat, something bad is happening. There is a generator that was feeding power to Elysium. Only now Elysium doesn't need nearly as much power as it was pumping out. So it is now overproducing and you need to go turn the settings down before it explodes. Great. But it's full of dangerous mist. And heat. Because it's underground. Yeah. Where the fire lives. So they call in the Brute Squad. Yeah, I don't have this dude's name. Uh, in my section of the notes, it's uh, something about barbarians. Yes, they are barbarians. Yeah, so you've got this... Uh... Who are the fifth playable race? Yeah, the uh, barbarian squad that was captured by the Empire for doing barbarian things. Apparently, they're just used to living in sight of volcanoes. Yeah. So they get recruited to go down there for like a commuted sentence. Yeah. And they go down there and you'll never guess what happens. So they're like, fuck that. We don't want to be slaves. And then don't do that. Like the ride call. Oh, yeah. Now we'll totally do this for you. The moment they're free, they run amok doing barbarian shit. Can we be on their team? No. Also, Gallagher's back. Hooray. Yeah. He, uh, which is the thing. Like, remember, the Gideon madness is irreversible. Anyway, Gallagher's back. Yeah. And now he's the leader of the Foxtrot squad. Yeah. Uh, him and his gang of furries, the creatures. Each one has a different animal where their, like, armor is fashioned after. Yep. So he's a wolf. And then there's a porcupine lady. And I couldn't give a fuck less what the other ones were. Because porcupine, that's hilarious. Does she attack you with the needles on her suit? Fuck no, she doesn't. Anyway, they have names too. They they don't matter. Uh, I forget. Oh, yeah. He wants to kill Sophia and take out the Empire. Yep. Because uh, the creatures are all former sentinels that uh, went apeshit and then got better later because plot reasons. Yep. So you repeatedly fight him stopping whatever the fuck it is he's doing. Ah, I know what it is. Um, you and uh, Fruit Brute are making your way down to the heart of Babylon. Yep. And you keep running into Gallagher and whatever weird shit it is that they're up to. And then you eventually like fucking kill all his goons and then he just pouts and fucks off. Which just leaves you and the barbarian dude who's like, I'm gonna destroy this whole thing and take out Babylon. <laughs> and then you stop him and you don't kill him. He just leaves. I love that. I'll get you next time, Gadget. And he just fucks off. Yeah, because they gotta leave room for more of this endless story. Do they? So clearly. Yeah, because then it goes on. And you're like, why? I don't know. The next part is uh, you are greeted by two merchants from the desert. I forgot the desert. I think it's Aru. No, that's the uh, space station. Duat, I believe, is the name of the place. Anyway, they sell guns. They want to sell you guns. Sophia wants to buy guns. Holy shit, have you guys seen these guns? Guns are fucking crazy, man. She wants to give all of the Empire soldiers guns because naturally that's what you would do. Only they're like, well, we've only got so many guns. We'd have to head on back. And like, it's going to take like 162 days to just fucking get there. The whole thing sucks. And Isham's like, why don't you just use a teleporter dipshit? And the lady is like, 
you're throwing a lot of words at me, Muppet Man. What do you want about? And it's like, well, you know how you guys have a ziggurat like we got? Uh, yeah, they're uh, connected to a fucking space station, and you can just teleport between them. Easy peasy. What a sleazy. She's like, okay, how long does that take? He's like, I don't know, like an hour? Fucking whatever, man. It's a teleporter. Go do the thing. So she wants you to go up there and do the thing. Only while you're up there, uh, gun shipments keep going missing from the barbarian dude because he wants him his hands on them sweet, sweet guns too. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Gallagher is fucking back because of course he is. Now, now here's the thing with Duat, Aru, I don't know. These names are meaningless. They have their own sun problem. The white sun. Now, the white sun is similar to the blue sun in that it zaps all the moisture from everything everywhere always. So it's basically totally different. What it does do, though, is it revives dead sentinels. Just brings them the fuck back from the dead. So uh, Gallagher revives his crew that you murdered. Only so that you can murder him again. <laughs> and did they even say it later that like all these people that get brought back are just like shells of their former selves? Like, they're going through the motions and, like, they're fighting, but, like, there ain't nothing behind the eyes there. Which is just sad. As uh, Sebastian the Crab Gallagher is all like, look at my friends. <sighs> anyway, he turns into a dragon at some point. Uh, plot reasons. Uh, sure. The next time you see him, he's not a dragon anymore because turning into a monster is totally irreversible. Like, don't question it. Yep. Uh, and anyway, then you'd kill him and he learns the power of friendship and dies finally. I don't know, man. Yep. And then uh, the lady bursts out of your back heart and is like... Obi-Wan, I need your help. And then it ends for realsies this time because they haven't released more story yet. Right. They haven't released more story. It is a uh, live service game where they're constantly adding stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff. <sighs> yeah. I uh, I was surprised after we beat the game initially. And then like, because we were done. We were up to like four that morning because like we knew the end was in sight. Like, yeah, yeah just fucking plowed through it. Because it was clearly the end of the game. Yeah. The next day, I hop on. Like, uh, you know, like there's some extra stuff I wanted to check out now that, like, we hit the end. Only to be greeted with a cutscene and more fucking story. Uh, why? Then, when I was almost all the way through that story, I got to where the story, just, there wasn't more. They didn't write it yet. So then, as I was playing, they introduced more. <laughs> why can't I be done? <laughs> Only for that unsatisfactory ending. Yeah, uh, I obviously, if you couldn't tell, didn't get that far. After the uh, surprise, there's more. Uh, we still played for a while, but it was just no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I uh, I played a lot of this game. Yeah. yeah. It was like 52 hours, I think I'm at. It's a lot. So like, I hit the level cap for now. For now. It's gone up several times already, so you have to assume next season uh, it's going to go up again. Oh, I'm hoping mid-season. Probably. Right at the end. Yeah. Get people to buy that season pass. Uh, which there is one, obviously. Oh, of course. Also, uh, like, cosmetic store where you could throw money at them for garbage. For cosmetics! Yeah. For the uh, armor transmogs. Mm-hmm. Which are fine. And uh, I question the monetization practice when this game is 60 fucking dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not even like, oh, there's a whatever store and a season pass and all of that. So the game's free. Yeah. Nope. The game is $60. No. It's a full price game with all that. Uh, I don't, where, where do you want to go from here? What do you want to talk about first? Excuse me. I feel like we should actually, you know, vaguely talk about what the actual game is. But I honestly don't care. It's a... 
adventure hack and slash. You, yeah. you go through repetitive samey areas to do kill the dudes, get to the boss, kill the boss, end of mission. Congrats, here's the new blueprint you can make. Now go do that 300 more times. Yeah. All while getting uh, gear that is incrementally better than what you're currently wearing. Oh, the gear is... So, I mean, they learn... <laughs> Y'all play Destiny? So many things from Destiny. <laughs> and uh, they really want to be Destiny really hard. They're not, which is amazing because I've already made it clear I don't particularly like Destiny for a lot of things they do. It took me a minute to figure out why they did this, but like they didn't learn the same lessons that Destiny did to get where they are, where they have DLC and then like people spend money on it for whatever goddamn reason. Yeah. Elsa. <laughs> where like you sure destiny used to cost money like a game and then they would sell you like the season pass and you can buy it and then eventually they went free to play because they were making all their money like they were you're not making it on sales you're selling the dlc and i don't know why they didn't just start there with a babylon's fall right because you think you want to cultivate an audience and putting a 60 dollars price tag up front is gonna make people not immediately jump in not with the uh, the hype train that was Babylon's fall, uh, yeah. by which I mean, what? Like, I didn't see too much marketing for it. Not a ton. The one was like an E3 trailer. I yeah. mean, I say E3, but you know what I mean? There's some interesting stuff here because, yes, the first trailers for this game actually did have a bit of hype behind them, but they were all entirely like concept stuff and all talk, you know, not necessarily talk about, but they didn't mention it was a live service game. There was no multiplayer shown at all. So people thought it was a game and then it wasn't. <laughs> uh, like a lot of games, you know, nowadays, especially big live service games, when it came out, uh, it didn't feel finished. I mean, it, it wasn't. Right. As I can say, like, with what we played through, getting to what was the end of the base game when we finished it, and I was like, man, that's not even close to a $60 game. No. God, no. The amount of stuff they had given us. Um, I would argue that even though I've played through all of the story that they have available, it's still not a $60 game. Uh, Yeah. I'd agree. I do want to talk about, like, the good part of the game. Like, let's talk about the combat. Like, the main crux of what you're doing. Well, that and grinding, but... Yeah. So, the combat, as we said, that you have four weapons, which is an interesting concept. So you have a main hand, which is your light attack, and like you can combo with the heavy attack. Mm -hmm. If you just hit heavy attack, you'll switch to your offhand, which then you can do attacks with. And then your, uh, if you're on controller, shoulder buttons or yep. like Q and E, which are your shoulder attacks. Yeah, which does lead to some like really interesting variety between like what you can do i mean uh, oh god what kind of weapons are there? there's swords axes hammers rods which are the magic attacks yep. bows and guns bows guns shields shields and like they added guns in before we'd started yeah there's an interesting thing here where like it feels like there should be some variety then but when i uh played i felt like there was almost no variety uh, namely that some of the weapons feel really bad and some of them feel really strong. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, it's uh, fairly early on. I ended up with uh, like I found my play style, which was like sword in either hand uh, just because the quick combos between light and heavy and then uh, piercing bow on either shoulder that will just shoot through targets because you you can charge up all your attacks. 
Uh, in yep. fact, in the case of the rods that do the magic attacks, which are like your fireball or they'll drop a buff on you and your team, you know, either or, right? The fucking bows, which will auto-target, do so much damage. They do a ridiculous amount of damage. It is hilarious to me how, like, I'll do a ton of stuff and, like, I'd be trying out some things and, like, I wanted to, like, try and do this build where basically I was sword and axe because the axe heavy combo with your sword is you hit him with the sword like twice and then you do a big upswing with the axe which knocks him into the air okay and then hammers on my back and smash them into the ground which was satisfying but didn't do nearly as much damage as just shooting them with a bow <laughs> and the bow is also ranged yeah why does it do more damage why does it do so much damage yeah yeah and then especially if you uh like you've got the piercing bow and you target somebody in the back and it just does that damage to everyone in front of that person yeah you just take out like five dudes <laughs> Uh, yeah, or which if you really want damage, you use the spread bow and then you just walk up on someone and it's, you know, like a shotgun. Yep. So every shot hits one person and they just die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, cool. I'm glad the hammer is here because it does way much less damage. Hey, than... I did like the uh, see you wailing on someone who's literally like phantom blacksmith hammers just pounding them in the fucking dirt. I uh, like, doof, right. Doof. I really wanted to enjoy it because like it's satisfying to knock someone in the air and then just smash them into the ground. And then it's just like, uh, or I could just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That And then there's like a few points in the game where they put enemies on unreachable platforms. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a bow, you just like can't hit them. You just have to deal with them pelting you with shit. Yeah. 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 And it's like, wow, I should really just have bows. Uh, yeah. So you can jump. There's no double jump, which sucks. Uh, there is a dodge. I do yep. really like the dodge in this game because the um, most of the enemy attacks are uh, scripted well enough that like hitting a dodge isn't an issue. Yep. I, like when they go to swing, there's like a little flash. And then they uh, they do the swing. That's the same for the bosses too. And if you time the dodge right, you do this like fucking DBZ like after image move, mm -hmm. which is like super satisfying when that goes off. Or when you get the skills and sweet Christ, we haven't talked about the skills. Uh, your gear has stuff it'll do. That's not important. We don't need to get into it. There's a shit ton of them. But you have the one where it, like it slows down time in a bubble around you. Like that feels so fucking good to just pop that off and then like flash whale on something as they're caught in slow mo. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as long as you're with people, I say this, the actual like combat and kind of fighting enemies is mostly fine. Uh, when you're by yourself, the scaling behind the scenes is weird. In some matches, it feels like it definitely, I think it does scale, but it doesn't scale like well. Because well, it isn't like they throw more enemies at you. Enemies have more health the more people you have, but it's not even close to like, even like one and a half times. It feels like, oh, there's three of you. Well, the enemies now have 1.1 times health. And you're yeah. like, okay, so we're just going to disintegrate everything compared to being one person. Yes. Sweet Christ. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, so the, the normal levels aren't set up for, they're either set up for a few people or one person, but like, they're like you said, like, it doesn't feel like there's any in between because when you and I were playing like we would just steam thrilled through fucking levels and then there yeah. was times where we were playing with other people so like and this is a bad example because uh kane and t7t were op is all hell i assume these people were max level because they, yeah yeah 
Yeah, because uh, it was early on, and Kane was the first person that ever just randomly joined us on a mission. And uh, I, I don't know, like, like Kane side-eyed everything, and it exploded. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, at that point, they had a bow, and like, as things would spawn in, they would get hit by the bow and die before they finished their spawn animation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, what is happening? This motherfucker done broke the game. And then he gets to the bosses, right? So not the end of the level bosses, the big bosses that you have to fight, like Xenon, or whatever that clockwork prick from Elysium is, or the fucking dragon, etc., etc. They're not scaled for a single person. Like, they want you to have a group to come into it. Yes. Because it is a slog whittling their health down solo. Whereas if you play it with four people, blink and you'll miss it, which is such a weird, like, either end of that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So the scaling feels off, which, like, isn't the best thing for a game that's designed clearly to be multiplayer. Ah, see, but, like, I feel like that could be, like, dialed in, right? Yeah. And if they are going to continue to do updates, and I don't know why you'd bother for all six people that are still playing it, but if you're going to, that's not even, like, the weird scaling issue where, like, your gear level, your light level, if you are 10 under where the stage recommends that you be at, any, like, 10 and over, or under in this case, if you're 10 and under, you will not do damage to anything in there. Every time you hit something, it's just zero. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, so there is, in addition to the amount of player characters scaling that is going on there is clearly a level scaling yes because you don't you never get to like i mean you do get to true god mode clearly but even being like 20 30 levels above you don't like you feel strong and you're never going to be in danger but it's not like everything instantly always dies yeah yeah so the first stage you can run uh i think it wants you to be power level 10 yeah right so uh you come in and you do it and you get through it and you hit things for let's say 500 and then you come back later and you're like 10 levels above and now you're hitting things for like 800, right? Yeah. Then you come back when you're level 300, so you're 290 levels over where you need to be, as was my case, and you hit something and it does 800 damage because it doesn't scale past wherever it decided their maximum damage threshold would be, which is bullshit. Right. So I feel like there is a 10 level scaler on either side. That's what I think it is. And so once you drop below those 10 levels, you just don't get to deal damage. And when you go above more than 10 levels, you're capped on yeah, damage. You're already at your cap, yeah. It feels weird. It feels bad. Yeah. It. I, I understand part of it. They're trying to prevent people from just like uh, grinding for their friends. Power level. Uh, or the resources that you need for the crafting and upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. But in practice, it's kind of miserable. It doesn't come up unless you're playing with other people, which sure, like I don't personally, if you were just playing this game and I was coming with my max level character, I don't want to show up and just shit on everything for you because that's not fun for either of us. It's boring for me. And like, you're just fucking like, I'm holding your hand as I clear everything for you. It's not fun for you. But and I don't even like hate it. I just hate where it caps it at because like I want to feel that much stronger than these things, but I don't. Right. So you never get the true feeling of like, oh, look how far I've come as you can wipe the floor with everything. You're like, yeah, I'm strong, but eh. And also, I often like challenging myself. And, you know, so we would, we learned the scaling issues when it was like, oh, this is like a few levels above my light level. Let's try it anyway. Yeah. And then I went and hit the first enemy. And the problem is it, it, I don't even know if it's based on, because I don't think it's based on the, your general power level. It's based 
based on the level of the weapon you're using. Yeah, the individual item, yeah. So my main sword was actually my lowest item at the time, and so my base attack didn't deal damage. I could still deal damage with my shoulder weapons, which were higher level, and so I spent the whole time, like, running around, occasionally hitting people with my shoulder weapons, and then running away, because <laughs> my main sword didn't deal damage. Uh, I ran into this playing with randos. Not something that I often do, but... Uh, in the quest system, we haven't touched at all for the uh, daily shit because live service games, of course, there's daily and weekly and monthly and seasonal shit. One of them is uh, join a quick match, which I literally never, ever got to work. Nope. Uh, uh, I believe the player count is so low that it just doesn't work. Uh, yes, absolutely. I was going to say correct, but it fucking irritates when people do that. <laughs> correct. And I don't know why. It's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, so like I joined this fucking rando, right? Uh, some dude who was clearly way underleveled for where he needed to be in the story. You gotta grind out the side shit, buddy. They really force you to do that. I'm sorry about your luck, but it doesn't matter, friendo. You hang back and I will clear this for you. Now, this dude was trying. Bless his stupid heart, right? I watched the first wave of enemies. He runs up. He tries to hit it with a bow. Does zero damage. It just turns, punches him in the face, and he explodes. I'm like, Woo. So I kill those things, revive him. We go on our merry way. He's in the back trying like hell to just do any sort of damage that he can as I'm just trying to body block everything from getting to him. Now, at this point, I'd had the uh, special soul ability and whatever stupid race I picked, their soul ability was um, you throw out a tether to a monster and you fly towards it and you punch him in the face and it knocks him back, which is handy for just like knocking something down and move on because it does basically no damage. It wasn't the fun like soul explosion that your guy did, though. Oh, yeah, my special ability was Soul Explosion. Uh, so whenever an enemy was near death or stunned, I could Soul Explosion them. Uh, and I it was a whole cinematic where my character would, like, clench their fist and, like, turn away from the enemy because cool guys don't look at explosions. You're damn right. And then they would ex literally explode. It did, like, 3,000 damage. I couldn't see how much damage it was doing, but it did look sick as fuck when you'd pull it off. No, it did more damage than, like, all my weapons. Fuck. It hit hard. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> this is kind of annoying because it plays that cutscene every time, but, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, now, like, because the game needs you to grind out materials and blueprints, so, you know, you can craft stuff later. You have to access the blueprints that you get from the side missions. Not the, uh, I think you do get some from the main missions. Um, here's the thing, though. While each one of these areas has, uh, we can even just, let's say the first main story bit is eight separate places. The main story stages inside of them are at the very least three. I think they're usually four. Yeah. One or two, maybe, maybe five. Branching off of those is a bunch of side stuff that you can run that opens up more side stuff the farther that you go along them. I think like the volcanic cloister, there's like 20 or something in there, mm -hmm. like not including the main story stuff. So like that one goes on for goddamn ever. They, they don't all do that. As well as any of the like weekly sieges and shit, which are all like four missions and those pop up randomly. Either way, it almost seems like there's a bunch to do until you start running it. And uh, it's the same stage over and over and over again. And then you go to the next area and it's a different stage, but then the next one is the same stage. Yeah, I'm not sure how they, I'm not sure if the stages are set. I assume they are, but all of the pieces are just pieces of the same like area.
area. They clearly have, you know, like the, so in the volcanic cloister, there's like the lava room that it's like a maze kind of. Yeah. Where you go in and it splits off in three directions and then it's like a grid that goes down and there's always a fight in there. It's one of the fight zones. And then in between, there's always these, you know, like, look, it's like a mine and there's a mine cart to the side and you can break for stuff. And I don't know, because I didn't replay any of the levels if the levels themselves are randomized because it, it feels like it's just a um procedurally generated thing the items in there yes and that it depends on how many like bonuses you have active but for the most part the like gold will still be in the same place or treasure chests will be in like the same place like sometimes i'll positional move but once you start picking up like this is the area where it will be yeah you can see it if you're running up if it's there or not i think I think what it does is um each sub each side mission is branching off of one of the main mission paths and for each one coming on like uh the area for the main mission will be the same area that you're in for all of the subsequent side missions there i think is how it works yeah i don't know but so it's you very quickly just start to recognize zones like oh it's this zone and it's gonna be a fight zone and you walk in and it's look here's enemies and you're not surprised and yeah well like uh so let's take elysium where it's a crazy futuristic sky city and it's a bunch of robots and shit once you get to like the later story sections when you're in a different futuristic sky city it's still the same like layout everything Mm -hmm. looks the same it's just when you head in there the name on the sign changed that's how all of these are you're in a fire area no if you come to a fire area later it's gonna look like this this is just what it looks like the ice area the same way the fucking mountain area the same way until they introduce the like part where you float on a rail and then like they throw those in all over randomly and then the enemies don't change there are so few enemies i have 10 written down and i know i'm missing a few uh spiders i got spiders dwarves uh the zombies the really skinny dudes yeah the sword guys archers the big dudes with hammers big dudes with shields the really big dudes which come in what two different varieties the wolves the birds and then the uh floating eyeballs and i still think i'm missing one uh there's uh, I guess you can count them, though they're only ever, like, in boss stages, there's the plant. Right, the plant. Like, because there's the bosses, but, I mean, like... I'm a separate list for bosses. Yeah. Which is irrelevant because it's rock eye. Yep, it's rock eye. <laughs> uh, and so that's, like, they all, uh, there's the pill bugs. Right, right. The, uh, trilobites? Yeah, trilobites. Um... Oh, and scorpions. And all of them have, you know, different skinned robot versions, yep. but they're literally the same enemy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot until you see literally all of them every stage every time and even then like no it's okay well there's sure 15 different enemies but like every zone is like three combats and then the boss Mm -hmm. so every zone consists of three just generic combats yeah like a combat arena yeah once you get through five levels you'll easily have seen every enemy Mm -hmm. and when you get through as you said some of these if you do all the side missions is up to like 20 levels yeah so you have 60 combat areas to deal with and only 15 different kinds of enemies it gets real tedious you're like oh this again (laughs) and then you get to the again three regular combats and then it's the boss at the end 
there's like one. He's a rock guy. <laughs> Which is funny because like I was actually racking my brain trying to think of how many bosses there are. Um, so you've got uh, your friend and mine, uh, Risen Reef, the uh, Wolfie Boy, the Flying Lizardman, the uh, Nun with Ribs for Legs, the Dragon, that Spider Lady that one time, uh, Sad Sack Xenon and the Clockwork Prick. Uh, and I looped all the human enemies together because they're not different. Yeah. I guess like the Barbarian dude fights different than Gallagher, but those are like the farthest apart whereas Gallagher and his henchmen all kind of fight in a similar manner but you don't have that many uh, uh, okay so as you're running the side missions which is mostly what you're doing you have the, the main uh, and uh, like Gallagher and stuff aren't in the side missions uh, occasionally they are really yeah. I've never seen them but they're the later ones yeah sure uh, yeah so mostly it's uh, the plant yeah plant pops the nun with the ribs for legs which teleports around the flying lizard guy the wolf that spits fire sometimes but most Mostly it's like just this rock. You run into this rock all over. It's like that's their default boss and occasionally they remember to put another one in. Yeah, I don't know how many missions we ran, but I am near very confident at least a quarter to a third of them were rock. I would be willing to bet that it's half. It's half rock. Honestly, it feels like it. You get to the end and it's just like, who's it going to be? Rockman! Rockman! And the thing is, he never changes. Nope. His moveset is the same every time you fight him. In every side mission, it's like, Rockman again. And you're like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I literally just killed him. Yeah. Eight times in a row. Why is it still Rockman? You will have that. Well, you will face him multiple times in a row. And it's just so... So boring when you get to the end and it's like, ah, oh, third rock man in a row. And you're like, I don't care. I do not care about any of this. Uh, I'm torn here. I want to talk about the resources and the gold, right? But also to what end? Like, I don't know. Right. It has a crafting system. The materials are, it's this kind of game. So some of them are easy to come by. Some of them, they get fucking dumped at you. Some of them you'll basically never fucking see unless you jump through their special hoops for it. But those ones you hardly ever need unless you're trying trying to upgrade your fucking legendaries which at a certain point the game just starts pouring legendaries at you too yeah it's there's a whole bunch of different uh things to collect to try to craft and upgrade stuff the only thing i really want to say about the resources is that because you're about halfway through the game you get access to the blacksmith but you can't really do anything with it nor is there any reason to because you're constantly getting better and better gear anyway so why are you bother wasting time trying to upgrade this shit run a mission we're going to get something five level piece of gear five level over where this one's at anyway until you get to the end when you hit 300 then you can really start like fine-tuning your equipment because you can change one of the enhancement slots on it yeah you can both whenever you craft uh, a thing and you can craft all the non like legendaries yeah all of the what uncommons and rares yeah i think it Which, is by the way it's not actually what they are no it's i forget it might be uncommon but then it's actually legendary purples are legendaries oh because golds are god tier oh sure like it pops up when you collect them uh when you collect a purple one it's like legendary and when you right, collect right. the uh like, yellow divine yeah, yeah. It's divine i think yeah is right so it's legendary divine and it's like god that stupid yeah okay so the not exotics yeah the, the yellows they're the legendaries they're the top tier <laughs> yeah no they're divine no they're legendaries no we stop got words stop it <laughs> But like destiny, I mean, um, you can only equip one weapon and one armor. Yes. Ah, 
Aha. Okay. So you have your armor bits, yeah. your uh, what? Boots, legs, chest, arms, helmet. Yep. Uh, and then your four weapon slots. And then you've also got your accessory slots, which there's three of. However, there's if you have three... Uh, if you have three legendary, I was about to say divine. Fuck that noise. If you have three divine accessory pieces, it doesn't cap you on those. They're yes. not that good. Like, they're all right, but, like, that one doesn't matter. Yeah. If there's no PvP, how come I can't just stack myself up with some sick-ass legendaries? It is always one of those things that I find weird about games that, in the balance that they try to walk with that, where it's like, again, let me equip all this stuff to be really powerful, and then I can try to do things above my level, but you're scaling me down for being underleveled to make it harder and to a point where it's impossible even if I have this cool gear what's the point aren't I supposed to have like interesting and cool stuff um actually I do have an answer to this as to why this game specifically doesn't do that Oh, because uh, they want you to keep grinding. No. Uh, let's take a, a trip down memory lane and look at Wolson. Remember how everything in Wolson totally worked all the time and everything was great and fine and there was no clashing with anything ever? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Because there were times when just the skills that I had when I was doing stuff would force the game to really stop and think about it for a second. I only ever had it hard crash on me once. Thought for sure it was going to be more. Where like, uh, yeah, suddenly everything has a debuff and time slowed and now everything's on fire and the game's like, fucking stop, what are you doing? So once you start throwing on like a bunch of legendaries which draw do a bunch of crazy legendary shit, I can see why they wouldn't want you to do that. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Make a better game. But if I had to guess, there's a reason why. Well, it's like, I figured the only reason why they went with that art style is because it hides so much stuff clipping through other stuff because it's not built well if i had to guess because it does hide it well it's true you can't see when your screen's all smeary and <laughs> yeah it looks like shit you don't know oh right i wanted to say um this this is entirely unrelated so this game one of the funniest things to me is it reminded me of a game that got way more hype than babylon's fall ever did there was an E3 trailer years ago, I think probably a decade ago at this point, for Final Fantasy Versus 13. Okay. A game that never came out. Uh, in the trailer, it shows this character uh, basically walk out of like, I don't know, his manor or something. There's a bunch of guards. It's very, you know, Final Fantasy. They got like Final Fantasy guns. Yeah, guns and swords and Final Fantasy shit. Sure, sure. And they all open fire on him. And all the bullets bounce off of, as you see, these floating spectral weapons circling him. And then he charges them. And basically, as he attacks, a random weapon will just spawn into his hand as he'll do, you know, a sword slash and then into an axe. And then he throws his sword and teleports to it. People got super hyped because it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's again, there's no engine. There's no game. It's literally they built a cutscene, and we're like, look at this. This is the idea for the game. And it looks looks sweet yeah and that's a hundred percent because again that with final fantasy square enix i'm like hundred percent that's one of the things babylon's fall is trying to promise on you know that and it so doesn't yeah it was like my first thought was uh like i've got my attack buttons and then i can also use the shoulder buttons for attacks it's like oh like fuck armored core that was the first thing that pops into my head because i always want more armored core and i was trying to think like i know there's other games that also do the same like control scheme where it's like uh, on a controller X is light attack, Y is heavy attack, and then the triggers were the uh, shoulders. And it was just so much weird little shit like that. And then the Destiny light level system. 
and like a lot uh, of stuff just aped straight from destiny yeah um if i was thinking about it like i would have gone through and actually wrote it down as i was actively playing the game because mm-hmm. like oh, i haven't played it for a minute at this point i mean it was earlier today just like for a fucking refresher like oh fuck yeah <laughs> it really does look like this i was remembering it correctly yep <laughs> Uh, we talked a bit about the multiplayer and how wonky it is that anybody can join you. I, we didn't talk about how wonky it is that anybody can join you, but that's a thing that happens. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> what I uh, immediately was just like, oh, so it's just Monster Hunter. Yeah, yep. Uh, to go on a mission, you go up to the quest board and you say, hey, I'd like to start a quest. And it pings everyone who's in that instance that you've started a quest. Yeah, and a message that pops up so long as you're not in any menu. Yeah, and anyone can go up to the quest board and join your quest. Mm-hmm. And then you all set off, up to four of you. You grab your Windrake and you, oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you you set off to go beat up a rock, man. And then you all come back and like... You high five over the gear that you don't get to see what it is until the end of the mission. Yep. So you you have that <laughs> like fucking, we have to talk about that. <laughs> you have that whole like posting system into you know an open lobby, but it's not like everyone can join you. It's only people in your instance, which I assume was capped at probably like fifteen. I was gonna say I think it's fifteen, but you'd never know because there's no one playing. You wouldn't know it because you'll be playing with everyone all the time. Yeah, all six of them. Yeah, that's what like the only way that you can get around that is if you take off on your mission as soon as it pops or you can have a private lobby yes but there was no way to like party up with your friends and just like when they start on a mission that it tells you like you have to look at the notice for the lobby same as everybody else which is fucking weird and there isn't any way to just like not have randos join you which is also weird we never tried i don't know if you can make a private lobby and then have someone on your friend list join you in that private lobby yeah i don't know we never tried because again we had a few people join us occasionally but very rarely because there's no one playing so it wasn't worth tinkering with no it, it was unnecessary absolutely um yeah the you get your items but they are in end Oh, I mean, they're, uh, no, that's, it's engrams. <laughs> anyway, so you get your engrams and at the end of the level is when you can decrypt them yeah. to see all your items. So you can't change equipment mid level, which is really cool because again, the way the light level system works <laughs> is all the drops are only based on your current light level. So until you hit max level, the only thing that matters is equipping your highest numbered gear. Yep. Whether you like it or not. Ah, here's another fun thing this game does. There is no training area for you to test out how the weapons work. You don't know that until you go into a mission. Sometimes it's a fuck, like, sometimes it's fine. You have an idea how a sword's gonna sword, right? Yeah. What you don't know is what your rod's gonna do or what your bow's gonna do. The rods are so weird. Like, the descriptions aren't great because some rods shoot a fireball that does a ton of damage. Some rods um, give you uh, a zone and any enemy in that zone has the armor break debuff that's it that's all the rod does yeah and some rods just blow a fucking wet raspberry at enemies what what are we even doing here my biggest problem was because i'd always have bows was that sometimes the bows would be a like sniping bow so instead of me being able to charge it and run i would suddenly have to stop and then try and take a shot uh this isn't what i want at all but there's no way that i could know that until i went in the fucking mission yeah and like i mean also like i could read like it's it tells yeah. you that it does that but fucking who's got time but for no, that the big thing is that you just have to equip what's best 
best. Yes. Not equipping your highest numbered thing is wrong. Period. So there were several times we went into a mission where Jake would be like, all right, I'm ready to go. And we'd go in and, you know, you get to see everyone's loadout. And I don't know how much he noticed, but I'd be there with like a sword in my main hand, a shield in my off hand and two shields on yeah. my back. Yep. <laughs> Just like, great. I'm here now. I basically can't deal damage. Yeah. Never even questioned it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You got to use the best gear. Yeah. So it's like, Jake, I need you to kill everything because my best gear currently is three shields. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. I love this. It'd be cool if you could just like effectively punch shit with the shield. Yeah. But if like I was playing by myself, that would be miserable. Yeah, it would. And so that's part of it is like the game honestly does not feel playable single player because the few times I did play by myself, I hated it. When we played, it was fine. And not just because, again, playing with your friends makes things better, but because the game feels so much more balanced. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, like I, I'll wait and give my thoughts when we wrap it up, but fuck we gotta be getting there i don't have too much more i want to talk about uh that music like uh, you mentioned the sound design for the one character where his dialogue is blown out there's a couple other ones through the game that that is also the problem they're not all giants so like i thought i was it was a weird design choice but sure yeah i was willing to give him a pass on one and then it just happens yeah it's just that's just how it was recorded and you're like why would you only ever do this in one take and just fucking went with it what is happening also the music the victory they want to have their own final fantasy 7 victory score it sounds like the avengers theme it just sounds like dollar store avengers theme and i couldn't not hear that yep (laughs) like to a degree that like i'm not even mad at it like all right like clearly this is avengers but it's a weird choice do you have anything else on it probably but nothing that's popping into my mind oh uh, it does this thing that i hate from every game uh (laughs) any game that does this you're doing it wrong the game doesn't have the option to quit from the game oh no it doesn't okay so to quit the game by how they want you to leave the game uh because obviously it's always online you have to go into the menu quit to main menu which will kick you out to the main menu. You can't leave from just the main menu. The main menu is like the load, you know, opening screen. You then have to press any key. It loads you back into the server and then you can exit the game. Yeah, that good shit. That's wrong. You're doing it wrong. Ah, well, it's easy to get around on, uh, you know, PC when you just hold alt hit F4. Yeah, we're done. Bye. Yeah, that's how I would close the game. Yeah, same. Your game is poorly designed that I have to use the default just close program. Yeah, it's fucking... There's a lot There's a lot of weird choices in this game. And uh, I guess we can uh, roll it up into my final thoughts here. It's, it's such a weird game because uh, they charge 60 bucks for something that looks like it should have been out on the PS3. Generously, PS3, because I said PS2. And Jason's like, there's no way that it run on PS2. And you're not wrong, because it fucking wouldn't. Because it doesn't want to run now. Again, I only had one hard crash, but it did get all sorts of weird all the time. Nothing game-breaking, so, you know, whatever. We all know I like a bit of jank to my stuff. The story is weird, and by the end of it, everyone's friends because slavery is good. So, like, that's an awful message that the game is presenting to the players. Fuck that noise, right? Here's the thing, though. Uh, The combat, I found fun. It's not deep. It isn't complicated. You move, you run, you hit the thing, you charge your bow, you shoot some dudes in the face. It's fine. It's super repetitive. You're going to do it a lot, so I hope you like it, because if you don't, 
You just wasted 60 bucks, nerd. Haha. <laughs> I did enjoy my time with this game, but this is the kind of game that I like. Like, it was the perfect shut your brain off, just like mash some button, run like hell, go through, clear a bunch of stuff. Cause like, I played a lot of this game by myself, and like you and I played a lot of this game together. And I had fun both times. Like, I enjoyed being able to just like sit down for a couple hours, just like clear through some shit. It was fun. You and I were, you know, like shooting shit, playing through the game. We would like be joined by some random people, or when we were streaming, we had that person just fucking join us on the stream that was fun 60 bucks though fuck no if even if it was free i don't know that i'd recommend it like uh, i like this game it's a loot explosion at the end i enjoy the loot explosion sure the grind sucks it took me like as soon as i hit level 200 it took uh 20 or so hours to get from 200 to 250 legitimately it took me almost the entire time i was playing this game to go from 200 to two goddamn 50 once i hit 250 it was fine Woo! Flew to 300. Just had to get there first. And I don't know if that was RNGs just looking down on me and just spitting, or that's how the game is. There's no way to know. I can't ask any of the six people to play this game because I don't know who they are either. <laughs> I liked it. I do not recommend it. Play Destiny, because clearly that's what you want to do. Or play Monster Hunter. Let's just go play Monster Hunter. I am less favorable to this game. <laughs> to the shock of no one, I am filled with ire. Uh, <laughs> it. So here's the weird thing. The slavery, like, you're press-ganged into this nonsense. I hate that. I wish they had done a different way of introducing you to this, because this is the kind of story where I almost love, because it just goes off the walls. It does get fucking bonkers. Right? I love this idea of like, oh, it's the Tower of Babylon, and you go up to Elysium, and then the dude throws a spear through the sky and is like, it's been robots all along! <laughs> I love that shit. Because it's insane because it's might and magic is all hell yes <laughs> it is vaguely parading around as a fantasy thing that turns into crazy sci-fi like ancient techno stuff love it but it's so poorly presented and i just could not get behind it the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay was fine when it was with other people Two to three people felt like that's how this game was supposed to be played. Four people felt like I often didn't see enemies before they disintegrated. And by myself, it felt like such a slog so much of the time that I could not play it. And so that's where basically it ended up when we got through the main story. Jake played a lot by himself and just our schedules didn't really match up. So that's why I didn't get that much farther is I wouldn't play by myself. I'd play like two levels and just be like, oh, I can't stand this. So uh, for 60 dollars absolutely not for zero dollars uh still no 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 uh it has some interesting concepts which is a shame because it sucks <laughs> so i was thinking like i don't know if i will go back and play it like i might it's still installed nope it's not still installed. it's gone yeah i might not though all right well shit jason what do we do now well now we answer letters from listeners like you what uh this one uh weirdly almost ties in oh yeah uh, so greetings sky here with a letter from a listener like me first <laughs> want to thank you for reading my last letter. It really made my day. I mean, cool. I hope this makes your day too. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I don't know what to say here. Send in more letters. <laughs> uh, also I'd like to follow up what you said about the older final fantasy games you've played. If any enjoyment you had from those games is lessened or tarnished based on how you feel about the series now. No, no, uh, I, I don't think so because like final fantasy three the American American 3 and the Japanese 6 is uh, one of my favoriteest RPGs of all time. And like, while it still does a bunch of stuff that I fucking hate 
in Square games, I still like that game. And like whatever Final Fantasy fucking 10 or the never ending saga that is fucking 13, whatever the other bullshit they have coming out is going to be, it doesn't change that game. Uh, both yes and no. So my memories and my enjoyment of the game that I had is all still there. I'll tell you about the great times I had playing like nine or 10 and like how much I enjoyed playing them. But I can't really go back and replay them just because of how I've changed and all the stuff that I care about and pay attention to in games now. That's not the type of game I would want to play at this point in my life. Oh, sure, sure. So that's just, I still have fondness and nostalgia for them, but they're not something I would pick up to replay. I would probably go and play through Doom again before I went and played through Final Fantasy again. One of those sounds like a lot of fun, and yeah. the other one's Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, God, you can hear the chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'd love to know, have you guys ever played a game, whether for the show or not, that you fully expected you wouldn't enjoy or would think would be a slog only to be pleasantly proven wrong? Uh, I, well, so... For the most part, uh, if I'm buying a game personally, uh, I'm not spending money before like I think if I'm going to like it or not. Like it's it's few and far between. I'm just taking a shot in the dark on something. Uh, last one might have been Baba is You, but I don't think so. And so when I think of it's like uh, it's mostly podcast shit because if, if you're not enjoying something, like you're not going to fucking play through it, right? Correct. And if I think I'm not going to enjoy something, I'm not going to bother picking it up to begin with, which leads us to like say two worlds, which I know I've talked about. As being like surprisingly really good but not for the reasons why like the developers want me to think it's good i think it's good because it's a piece of shit it's fun i enjoy that uh and then the consummate go to big rigs big rigs big rigs man uh, but, you know, uh, I'll actually have to update this at some point as we um, play through more crap. They're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, there, there's been a few that stick out through the podcast. Uh, but just like I expect to hate all of these games because if if you hadn't noticed already, they all have terrible reception. Like we don't pick up a game that's like this game's a hidden gem. That's not what we do here. Once. Yes. <laughs> We did that one time. We did that one time. We should do more of those. Oh my God. Would be nice, but alas. Uh, <laughs> so basically I come in expecting for them to all suck. And for the most part they do. Uh, it, it is a weird sliding scale at this point where looking at the games we've played, I can say, oh, these are the top end ones and these are the bottom end ones. But like even most of the top end ones are not good. No. Like the games I actually enjoy playing are so far in a head above those that it's like no God, i can't even think of the name of that game Which? grim fandango good yes. lord grim fandango <laughs> was quite good uh if you like that specific kind of game yeah because i know some people would be infuriated with point and click adventures i don't particularly like point and click adventures but like yeah the game has such goddamn charisma it's hard not to like in my head all i was thinking was skelly bones what's the name of the game <laughs> all right so, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to read on this here or that them about their podcast, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to find us anywhere else, the Bad Gamecast on whatever social media 
Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit. Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to come hang out, say hi to the community, such that it were. And uh, if you really want to support us, monetary support type of way, over on Patreon.com slash TheBadGameCast. Yes, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the fucking bestest. I guess you can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. Occasionally I tweet things. It's weird not having a back and forth right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. This has been a time, hasn't it? It's certainly been something. Uh, well, for the bad game cast, I've been uh, a floating bow and arrow. <laughs> and I'm magical cancer. <laughs> Good night, everybody! <laughs>